Hello, my name is Lauren Patterson, your host and guiding light to self-love. I am the author of Amazon bestseller, Freeing Your Heart for Love, and founder of a nonprofit to help people challenge with abuse and depression. The intention of this podcast show is to inspire and encourage you through my experiences and those of my guests that you can discover self-love and true happiness for yourself. My next amazing guest is Dion Sanchez. Dion Sanchez is a warrior for change through power of her words. She is the host of the Words of Heart podcast. This podcast show is about in-depth conversations of inspiration with an emphasis on mental health. She has overcome a lot of obstacles in her life and understands what it feels like to be invisible, question your existence, and wanting to be accepted for who you are. Hi, Dion. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Of course. It's a real honor. Thank you. Yeah. And for those that are listening, Dion and I met on Clubhouse in a podcast room that we were both in and we connected through there. And, um, you know, Clubhouse is just amazing. Connects with a lot of amazing people and I don't know what kind of experience you're having, Dion, but I'm having a great experience on Clubhouse. I'm having a good experience on Clubhouse as well. I'm not on it all that much, to be honest, but mm-hmm. from the few interactions I've had had with Clubhouse, it's been absolutely great. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been, I'm in there quite a bit, but it's good because it's audio only, so you can always multitask. So I love that part because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to show your face. <laughs> right. I, I, t- I tell my husband it's like my radio because he watches a lot of TV. And so I always tell him it's just like my radio. Like, you know, I have a radio going all day. So because he tells me I'm in there too much sometimes. I'm like, it's just like you watching TV. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first question I always love to ask my guests is why does mental health matter to you? Mental health is an ongoing issue, especially with the pandemic season. Sometimes people want to brush it off and categorize it as a phase or downplay it, but they don't understand the catastrophic downpour of emotions ready to explode. And as a result of that, we find it difficult to discuss it or confide in others, which in turn worsens our emotions even further, giving us the idea that our feelings are irrelevant. It's disheartening and we need to make it our mission to discuss it and remind others that their life does have a purpose. Yes. Yes. Totally resonating with that 120%. So thank you for sharing that. Can you share your journey with questioning your existence and wanting to be accepted? Because I had read that in your bio and I'm very interested to hear what that is about. Sure. Well, my questioning my existence and need for acceptance really started when I was born. For the first two years of my life, I couldn't hear or talk. So as a result of that, I had many health deficiencies. People learn how to tie their shoes at, let's say, four. I learned Mm -hmm. at six. So from that, from day one, I was categorized as different biologically different also um, because of my health issues and how I came into this world. 
So fitting in and trying to find my place in my adolescence and my childhood was really difficult for me. We all have our differences. We're brown, we're yellow, we're orange. But for me, I already knew I was biologically different. So I took being different a lot harder than the typical child would. So for example, I would be, you know, in a classroom, in a playroom like setting, um, the kids would be playing with their blocks all together. And I would be by myself in a corner, completely alone. And that's really where the dynamic as far as my socialization occurred. Nobody would interact with me. Nobody would want to be my friend. And that mindset and that environment mentality continued forward. Um, Fast forward to I'm in grade school. I'm in fourth grade. I'm in regular classes with my peers. I would answer a question in class. You know, you are supposed to participate in class. I wasn't good at participating, but I tried because but I would raise my hand and let's say I get the question wrong. Everybody would start laughing at me. The next kid would answer a question. They get it wrong. Nobody would laugh. Mm -hmm. So that was really this. That was hard for me. That was saddening. Like I didn't ask to be different. And yet people are treating me differently because I'm different and they don't want to interact with me. They don't want to be my friend. So that at this point, at this point, Dion, did you share this with anyone like a teacher or um, your parents? I did not share it um, with a teacher. I'll be honest. I did have specialized classes like for kids who have disabilities and delays. So my teacher um, was aware of it, but I don't know specifically if she did anything about it. Mm-hmm. My parents were very aware of the fact that I didn't have any socialization. But as a parent, you can only do so much. I mean, they can't be in the classroom with me 24-7. So my parents were very much aware of the fact that I would spend a crucial amount of time really by myself in my social-like settings as far as academics goes. I want to say I had a bad childhood. I had fairly good parents. I had siblings. So I did still have that family and that love and that worth, at least in my family environment. But outside of that, that was sorely lacking. So that mentality continued really up until I was in eighth grade. To give you a more modern example that your audience may be familiar with, I, I would go to church. I am a Christian, so my faith is important to me. And my faith is really what held me together as far as not taking that self-destructive step and saying, oh, let me just end my life right now. Because I felt like if nobody wanted to be my friend, then why on earth am I here? Like, what's my purpose in this world if I'm just going to be alone? So. God and my faith is really what held me together in pushing through my difficulty of trying to fit in to trying to have friends because I would make the effort. I would extend an olive branch and I would just get rejected or people would just see right through me like I was class, like I was nothing. And Mm -hmm. to give you a more modern example, 
which isn't that far off from the earlier examples I gave you, I would be in a church group setting. Again, I love my church. I'm nothing against any church dynamic or field, but this was just my own personal experience with it. I would be in a small group where you would discuss spirituality and principles and things that are vulnerable and personal to you um, with your little peers and an older adult that would facilitate the group. So I would raise my hand and because I want to talk, I have something to share. And the minute I start talking, somebody would interrupt me. This was really infrequent and apparent. This was not normal for a small group setting as a leader, because I did start volunteering at some point early on, later on. As small group leaders are supposed to facilitate the group and let people have a chance to be vulnerable and talk because it's not easy. So mm-hmm. that leader, instead of telling that person, hey, this person is talking, they immediately start a separate conversation with the person that interrupted me. And I just, I basically get cut off. I was trying to be vulnerable and you just make me feel like what I said didn't have any relevance or didn't matter. So um, that was saddening because, I mean, especially in a church setting, you're supposed to be community and fellowship and everything. But um, to fast forward to when I actually started feeling accepted after feeling so alone for pretty much my whole childhood to adolescent teen years or preteen years, to be more specific, I started volunteering in the church. I thought, hey, if I volunteer, perhaps this would be my foot in the door to getting some friends, to getting that socialization that I need and I sorely lack. So I started volunteering. Some of the older kids actually didn't see through me. They actually saw me for me and were kind and courteous to me. And they started getting to know me. I'm like, okay, perhaps maybe I'm not invisible to people. It was still challenging. So the older kids were like, hey, why don't you go to this youth camp? Usually when you go to a church youth camp, you're in a different environment. You're cut off from your technology devices and you're basically forced to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm sure no kid wants to do, but you have no choice in the matter because that's the whole purpose of this camp. So they were like, oh, you should go. You should go. Um, I was really hesitant about going to the camp because I love God. I love my relationship with him and going to these camps. However, I would go. I would have an awesome time and I would actually communicate with people. I would have people socializing with me really because they had no choice and it would be awesome. Like, Hey, I finally have friends. And then I would come back to reality and then everything would go back to normal and I'm invisible. So I'm like, okay, why do I want to put myself through this again by going to another camp? Yeah. That's understandable. I decided to go, Hey, it's summer tanning beach, get away from home. So I decided to go. And how, how old were you at, at this point in your life? I was probably 11, 12, eighth grade. I was just about to head off into high school, summer okay. of eighth grade. So I was okay. just about to head off into high school at this point. So I my I was still around. I didn't um, end my life, which I again, I did seriously consider that because 
it's because you want that socialization. You want that. And if you don't have it, then it makes you think on why on earth you're here. So um, to bring the nice smiley circle face full circle, because I don't want to be a downer this whole time. I went to the camp and it was different um, than any other previous experience. I, um, it was like the last few nights of camp and I encountered the Holy Spirit. Basically, overpowering sense flood of emotions and love consumed me. I cried and fell on my knees. And basically it was in that instance that I realized that I do have a purpose in this world, that I am loved. And there are people outside of my family that care about me. And people were hugging me as I was crying. They were praying over me. And that moment pretty much changed everything because from that point forward, when I went home, I actually had friends. I actually had community and fellowship and people mm-hmm. saw me for me and they didn't think I was weird or different. They just accepted everything about me. So it was going to that specific church youth camp that helped me realize the worth within myself. And if I hadn't listened to those older kids, mm-hmm. then who knows if I would even ha- be having this conversation with you right now. Wow, that is so powerful, Dion, and inspiring. I I can visualize you, that young girl, going to camp and people praying over you and the way you described it. Just so much visualization and power in that and almost brings tears to my eyes. And that's what I love about guests coming on this show because you all have so many inspiring stories. And I know that somebody listening to this can relate and resonate with what you just shared. And I am so happy that you did listen to those older kids. (laughs) You know, sometimes it takes just one person, right? Just one person to help us. And I've heard this many times before. There's that one therapist, there's that one friend, you know, that one person that shows you that there is more to life than taking your life, right? Because I was there too. I, I almost took my life when I was 16. So I totally understand how you were feeling. So I'm so happy that you found that. That's so inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. No problem. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy because it, mm-hmm. it's one thing to be different for like you, oh, you wear glasses or, oh, you can't do, you can't whistle or something like that. But mine was, I, as a little kid, I knew um, internally, biologically that I was different. So mm-hmm. that made it harder for me to deal with and process because nobody would interact with me. So yeah. Wow. So what inspired you? I know you have a podcast show called Words of Heart. What inspired you to create the show and how do you encourage others who are struggling with their own mental health through your show? Sure. Well, the inspiration for my podcast really started when um, I got diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic, which We're two years into this pandemic, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. which means I'm two years into being diabetic as well. So it was through my diagnosis that God basically called me to be a warrior, to be more vocal, to use the power of my voice for good. And I wasn't exactly sure how he wanted me to do that, but I leaned into the calling God placed on my heart through my diagnosis 
and through the words of encouragement from my friends and them telling me that what I say matters and that my voice can make a difference. And that really led to me launching my podcast, Words of Heart, a year ago. I felt me launching my podcast was God's way of answering my prayers as to how I can be more vocal. Mm -hmm. So, and as far as the further answer your question as far as what I do with my podcast specifically to help towards mental health. I have guests come on similar to your format and they just share personal stories of their struggles and adversity when it comes to mental health. Um, It's Mm -hmm. just the in-depth conversation. I literally let them have the floor. I don't ask like a thousand questions. I feel conversation is more relatable and resonates more. And Mm -hmm. that's really how I discuss mental health on my show by having other people in similar circumstances or situations share their stories, because I feel like by sharing their stories can help someone else who's going through the same thing and serve as a gentle reminder, like, Hey, I'm not alone in this. There are people who care about me or have gone through the same thing I have gone through. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love what you're doing and all the posts that you do. So thank you so much for helping with this mental health issue that we're having right now, especially now with it rising, you know, like a lot of people need help and with me and you and lots of other people doing shows like this, it really will encourage others. I know it will, and it will inspire people to keep going. And that's what I'm just so thankful for. So thank you for sharing that and doing what you do. So what is the best thing that has happened to you since you started on your journey towards happiness and self-love? Learning to accept my differences, which makes me who I am. I think specifically in my 20s now, um, yes, I was heading on into high school when I realized my life had purpose, but I still dealt with my normal insecurities. But um, it wasn't till my 20s, I'm 25 now, that I really fully accepted all of who I am. Like, I don't have to have a boyfriend or I don't have to be driving a car at this age. Like, the, I don't have to follow the picket fence mentality. I can do things at my own pace and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. And just because I do it at my own pace doesn't mean there's something wrong with me either. Just learning to embrace my differences is the best thing to come out of my journey of self-worth and love and acceptance. I am applauding you right now. I'm flashing my mic like we do in Clubhouse. (laughs) 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 Because I, you know, you're so young, right? And I I didn't discover it until I was 42 is when I found self-love. So I'm just so proud of you for finding it now. You know, like you're so young still and there's so many people out there that are in their 50s that still haven't found it. So I'm applauding you right now and good for you, you know, (laughs) for finding this now, even with all the differences. And you're right, it is hard. It's a struggle. Even today, I'm 49 and I still struggle every day. But now I know I have the tools, right? We have the tools to practice getting back to that place of self-love and doing things for ourselves and making our, you know, happiness and our journeys a lot better. So thank you. I'm just clapping for you over here. (laughs) So this final question is just a 
the show is the show is called Show Up and Love, and I love to ask all of my guests this question. I like to end the show because it is truly why I created the show. Is what is your Show Up and Love inspirational message to someone listening right now? Sure, my message for your listeners is that you are a warrior in spite of your circumstances. Everything that you have come across in life and have faced in life. You have conquered it. You've overcome it. I've obviously undergone a lot of health issues in my life, and I'm still here with a smile on my face. And the fact that you, your listener, is still here makes a difference. And I feel like they are a warrior because they are here. Because of everything that they have come across, they've still found a way to power through. So... I would like to say they are a warrior in spite of their circumstances. So Awesome. I love that so much. And I love how you call yourself a warrior for change. I actually titled this podcast show Warrior for Change. (laughs) (laughs) It's just amazing. I love it so much. And how can people find you? I will put it in the show notes, but just so everybody knows how to find you. Sure. Uh, My podcast is called Words of Heart. They can find my podcast on Facebook, The Words of Heart Podcast. They can also find it on YouTube under the same name. I do audio and video interviews, which amplifies the message as far as what my podcast serves as a gentle reminder of the fact that you're never alone. If they would like to contact me on social media, they can go to my Instagram page, heartwarrior 25 or they can find me on Twitter at HeartWarrior24. I'm fairly active on social media, so if they want to just chat and say hi, or if they have their own story they want to share with me, they're more than welcome to contact me. And of course, they can listen to my podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google, as well as the other platforms I've mentioned. Thank you so much, Dion. Everybody, check her out. You also have... Facebook and Clubhouse pages is... Yes, I do have a Clubhouse page, yes. <laughs> okay. So check um, her out on... Clubhouse page is Heart Warrior 24. I'm 24. pretty sure. Okay, awesome. I appreciate you so much um, just taking the time to be here and helping to stop the stigma and uh, spread more awareness to mental health and helping people find self-love and happiness. So I really appreciate you being here, Dion. Of course, this was a wonderful conversation with you, Lorraine. And I just love that you had me be on your podcast, truly. Awesome. We'll see each, we'll see each other soon in Clubhouse. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. I encourage you to come back for more love and inspiration. If you love this podcast show, please like and leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at show up and love to be updated on the upcoming shows. Until next time, remember to love each other and choose love every day.